God's Word speaks of a spirit or a way of life that would be the spirit of the last days. The Lord Jesus said in Luke 17, 26, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. In this study, Scott Pauley will lead us to rediscover Noah's faith in God. Though Noah lived in days of wickedness, lawlessness, violence, and immorality, his faith in God was strong. Noah courageously led his family during this time, and he was God's witness to that generation. Could it be, just like Noah of old, you and I are living in the last generation before God's judgment? Join us now for this study, as it was in the days of Noah. Some generation is going to be alive and serving the Lord when the Lord Jesus Christ comes. It will be the generation just before the end. And in so many ways, Noah and his family represent that generation in our own day. That is why when you come to the New Testament, the Lord Jesus uses that phrase, as it was in the days of Noah. Now, when you think of Noah, what comes to mind? Uh, two things come to my mind, the flood and his faith. But I'll remind you that in the biblical record of Noah, God also emphasizes his family because it's never just about us. Now, Noah's family, let's get this out of the way, was an imperfect family. But they were a family through whom God blessed the whole world. They were a family living on the edge of judgment in desperate need of God's mercy, a family that had to learn to obey God. We come again in the story to Genesis chapter number 8. Uh, when the flood has passed, uh, the waters recede, and the family is allowed to leave the ark. Listen to it in verse number 18. And Noah went forth, and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds went forth out of the ark. And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord, and took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. And when you come to chapter 9, it says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. If you read the rest of Genesis chapter 9, God renews the covenant that he's already given to Noah, and he gives him a sign, a symbol of it, in the rainbow and the cloud that he will not again destroy the earth by floodwaters. Recently, I was driving, and a storm had just passed through, and I saw a beautiful double rainbow and was reminded again how great our God is, how beautiful it is that we can rest in the promises of our Lord Yes, we may be a generation living surrounded by wickedness and just on the edge of judgment, but the God we serve is the God of all promise. And that's why it's important for us to pay attention to Noah and his family because as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Let me give you uh, three things today. First of all, let me give you a truth from Noah himself. Can I tell you what the truth from Noah is? that the most important thing you will ever do is walk with God and lead your family to him. That's the most important thing you'll ever do. Uh, be sure you're right with the Lord and seek the salvation of those you love. Uh, he brought all those animals onto the ark. That was God's command. 
But the most precious thing he brought into that ark were those eternal souls. Uh, The truth from Noah that we must take away is you come to the Lord and then bring your family to him as well. Then, not only is there truth from Noah in this, there's also a testimony from his sons. If I could let Shem, Ham, and Japheth testify today, I wonder what it is they would say. Use your imagination for just a moment. Do you remember when they were building the ark? Can you imagine all the grief they must have endured? Can you imagine what the neighbors must have thought, uh, what their friends must have said? Your father's crazy. Your dad's building what? A boat? For what? A flood? Well, where will the flood come from? From water, from heaven, rain? We've never heard of that before. Imagine all of that. And perhaps Shem, Ham, and Japheth thought even as they grew up and followed their dad's example and were taught the, the truth of faith in God, perhaps they thought they were missing out. Well, friend, I want to tell you they were missing out. They were missing out on the fiery judgment of God. They were missing out on death. They were missing out on destruction, yes, there were missing out. And maybe there's somebody listening to me right now and you think you're missing out. Let me just tell you something. Uh, sin has nothing to offer. Uh, if, you, if you think you're missing out today, let me tell you what you're missing out on. You're missing out on a body scarred with the choices of your own sin. You're missing out on a mind clouded with painful memories. You're missing out on relationships broken by selfishness. You're missing out on heartache and grief from a lifetime of regret. You're missing out on deeply ingrained habits that you're going to battle for the rest of your life. You're missing out, missing out on wasted hours and years. You're missing out on empty days and lonely nights. You're missing out on everything the world and the devil and the flesh has to offer. That's what you're missing out on. You're missing out on ruined youth and sad old age. You're missing out on hell, my friend. Yes, you're missing out and praise God for it. If you've got somebody that's guiding you to God and praying a hedge of protection around you, trying to keep you from living like everybody else and just going along with the flow and culture of this world, rejoice, praise God. Because I promise you on the day the heavens opened up and the rain fell and the floodwaters started to rise and people started to beat on the closed door of that ark, Shem, Ham, and Japheth were glad they knew God and glad Noah was their daddy. Sometimes you've got to live a little while. Ask the prodigal. You remember the name of Gypsy Smith, the old evangelist? Gypsy Smith was standing in a meeting one night, a men's meeting, and men were testifying about how God had delivered him from liquor and all kinds of abuse and terrible addiction and so many things. And when they finished, Gypsy Smith rejoiced with him. But here's what he said. He said, men, God did more for me than all of you. He saved me before I got where you were. Oh, my friend, I want to tell you, the greatest testimony of all is that God protected you from ever getting to that point. Uh, My wife testifies about how God saved her parents when she was just a little girl and what a difference it made in their lives and in their home. We rejoice in that. Think of all of the grief uh, that we miss out on because we come to know the grace of Almighty God. So there's a truth from Noah. Come to the Lord and bring others to him. There's a testimony from Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Rejoice in the goodness and grace of God. You are missing out. And then there's a thought for all of us in this. Do you know what the thought for all of us is? Stay as close to God and as close to your family as you possibly can. Friend, I'm going to tell you, in this generation, the end of time, the generation before the end, we need one another and we all desperately need God. And I'll remind you that this story way back in Genesis 
is referred to by Jesus in Luke chapter number 17 because this is not just ancient history. This is divine prophecy. This was not just for Noah's family. This is for our family. This is a time to get right with God, to stay right with God, and to seek to teach your family to do the same. Yes, this is the generation before the end, but instead of despising that, we ought to rejoice in it because we may be on the welcoming committee for the Son of God. We may hear the trumpet sound today and see the Lord Jesus Christ step out in a cloud and be caught away to be with him. Friend, we're not going through the end-time judgment. We're going to be delivered from it, and right now we ought to be living like it. Would you join me in a prayer that God will help us, like Noah and his family, to be what God wants us to be in these last days? Our Father, in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I pray you'll seal the truth to our hearts. May every person listening to me right now make very sure they are saved. May they seek to minister to their own family and lead others to Christ while we still have opportunity. Before the door is shut, dear Lord, get us ready for the greatest day of all, the day that we will see you face to face and be with you forever. Dear Lord, let us live like we're on the brink of eternity, like any moment we may see the Lord. I pray, help us stay close to God and one another, and I praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for this study, and may each of us obey Christ's command to occupy till I come. We invite you to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and sign up for Scott's weekly email newsletter called Helping Your Joy. And we believe this resource will do just that. In it, you can read brief devotional thoughts, learn about great Christians in history, and even see Scott's upcoming itinerary. Get the Helping Your Joy newsletter straight to your inbox every Thursday when you subscribe at enjoyingthejourney.org. We look forward to studying the Bible with you next time on Enjoying the Journey.